0: Hey, y'all, it is I, Raquilla Denae of RaquillaDenae.com, military spouse, homeschooling mom, communication stylist, and encouragement extraordinaire. Welcome back to the couch. We have now successfully made it to almost the two-year anniversary of what the world knows as the COVID-19 pandemic. I can't believe 2020 was almost two years ago, but it is. We have all seen collectively, culturally, internationally, the entire world, the importance of mental health, how fragile it can be, and what happens when we are isolated from each other and lack the ability to freely move throughout communities and have fellowship. Y'all, there's a lot of people that didn't make it. And I'm not just saying those who've passed away from COVID, I'm saying those who couldn't handle the mental health aspect of living in a world as it was, for whatever their reasons were, who took their own lives. And suicide has happened more than just in the past two years. It's been an ongoing problem in military communities, Um, for individuals coming back from deployment, suffering from PTSD. It's an issue for young people, younger and younger, because of social media and anxiety and the desire to fit social norms that are really not norms. None of it is normal. It's all a facade. But the internal struggle that comes with trying to match something you can never achieve, it creates hopelessness the downturning economy, the inability to provide. I mean, there are countless reasons. And some people are just tired. Y'all, there are probably four or five of my closest friends that I could have on this couch with me today who have, at some point, attempted to kill themselves, wanted to kill themselves, or just thought about what life would be like if they weren't here anymore. And I didn't ask anybody else to have this conversation with me just yet because we're all still pretty raw and we're all still living through things. But I felt it was important because it keeps coming up in my life. Now, disclaimer, I'm not trying to kill myself right now. I'm not suicidal now, but there have been many times in my life I have been suicidal. I remember as a teenager wanting to kill myself, but being afraid of not getting it right and then getting in trouble with my mom. (laughs) I don't know about y'all, but the idea of like, not getting it right. I'm like, dang, I'm gonna have to deal with that discipline later. And when I realized I wasn't brave enough to take my own life, because that's how I saw it back then, I would just pray and ask God. This is before I'd received salvation, before I really had a relationship with him. But I remember praying a lot as a kid. And I remember asking him, especially in my later teenage years, like the 15 to 17 year old range, To just not let me wake up. Like, God, if you love me, you'll let me just wake up in heaven and not on earth. Because I can't do this anymore. And then over the years, young adulthood, life happens. Was pretty stable, honestly. When I was out here ripping and running in these streets, (laughs) you know, I was so reckless that I guess I never really considered actually taking my life. Because I really didn't see it lasting that long. And I've told the story about hitting 25 and being shooketh to my core, like what do I do now? But I gave birth to my first child at 27 years old. Yes, I was 27, almost 28. And I remember maybe a year, maybe even not quite a year after her birth, thinking to myself, like, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to do this. So many things were happening in life. And my other relationships. And I just thought, you know, I'm such a mess. She'd be better off without me. And I thought about it. And truth be told, just being totally transparent, there have been two times in my life where I actively tried to kill myself and it just didn't work. And at the time I was mad at God. Like, why won't you just let me die? I cannot handle this anymore. And now, now I look back with raised hands and a heart full of praise, like, thank you, Jesus, you didn't allow it to work. Now I can look back and see those tremendously heavy issues were still just temporary. And had my attempts worked then, it would have ended my life. It would have stopped and cut off so many of the things that I have accomplished. And I'm not talking about like degrees or jobs. I mean, relationships, friendships, experiences, those strangers that I complimented over the years whose days were made by the things I said to them or the smiles that I gave or the hugs I extended, all of those things matter. All of the little things we do in this world, they all have a ripple effect and they all matter. But the moment our life ends, the potential for future ripple effects fades. What we've done will last. But the ability to to have more of them is over. And I remember, I want to say maybe 2019 being in the throes of great anxiety and depression and toxic relationships. And I just thought to myself yet again, like, oh God, I've survived so many things. I'm tired of surviving. I'm over it. If I'm not here, My children will be loved. Their village is strong. They will be okay. But it would be better for them to not have me as I am than for me to try to keep pushing through because I felt like a shell of a human being. And again, and again, like times in the past, he whispered those sweet words to my spirit. He gave me the grace and mercy of a new day and another opportunity to try again. And it seems like lately, as I talk to friends or as I pray for people, even reading the news, hopelessness is so real and it's not bound by any parameters. There are famous people killing themselves. I mean, we had Anthony Bourdain, gone. He had money. He had fame and accolades. He had all of that. The children of celebrities killing themselves which just goes to show that it doesn't matter what we can provide for our children or what level of affluence they may have. Hopelessness is real. And it's a struggle for so many people. Y'all, it's hard to have hope when you feel like every day is going to be dark. And I know this conversation seems a little like, ugh, so heavy for the beginning of the year. But here's the reality, so many people like choose words or set affirmations or make resolutions, all of which I don't do anymore. But when it feels like they can't honor themselves, they start to lose hope. Well, if I can't even get myself to you know eat a healthy meal, if I can't get myself up to work out, then how am I going to be able to x y and z? And it's those mental mud holes that dig our way to hopelessness. When you are so overcome with what went wrong or how big it is and how hard it is to fix, you lose sight of the present. And the present, the present is all we have. Life is but a vapor. And even when you live in the present, depending on the circumstances, that can feel suffocating. I've been there. I just wanted to offer encouragement though because there are so many people smiling and there are so many people giving and working and doing that may be your neighbor or your coworker or your friend or your sibling. And you think, wow, I would just, they're just so amazing. What would I do without them? And in the quiet moments of their day, they're writing letters and divvying up. their owned possessions or the things that matter the most to them because they don't, they don't see themselves being able to, or wanting to live anymore. And I've experienced the side effects of suicide. I've had people I care about kill themselves and it's terrible. If you can relate, if you understand what that's like, I'm so sorry because it leaves a void and a million unanswered questions. And guilt of what I should have seen or should have done or could have done, when in reality, their choice was their choice. My whole purpose today is one to just be honest. Not everybody suffers in the same way. But I know firsthand what it feels like to be in that mud hole. And even when I want to have the fortitude to climb out, it's like the rain just starts pouring down. So now not only are the walls too slippery to get a grasp and climb out, but my feet are sinking further and further and our minds. Oh, what beautiful, beautiful places they can be full of imagination and creativity and ideas. Oh, but when, when the darkness overcomes the light, our minds can be our own worst enemies. The past week. Not that I've been suicidal. My thoughts have been so dark. And one thing I never liked to do was emote. I don't want to feel the emotions. I don't want to think about the emotions. I don't want to deal with those emotions. Ain't nobody got time for emotions. I could be doing something productive like washing dishes. (laughs) Like seriously, I used to find everything I could to do anything besides having to feel. Because feelings hurt and I didn't like to hurt. And really, because of my lived experience, survival didn't allow me to feel. When you're surviving, you can't sit with feelings because then you don't have the energy to survive. So as I got older and didn't even necessarily understand that I didn't have to survive anymore, but just didn't have that level of pressure to survive. I still didn't want to feel the feelings because I'd spent so much time ignoring them that it was like, oh, what is this? This is ill. I don't like the way this feels. Mm -mm, I'm going to take it off. And with the help of a phenomenal therapist and almost four years of consistent therapy, I've learned that emotions aren't like itchy, uncomfortable sweaters that are hard to remove and leave a lasting feeling on your skin no feelings are waves and they come and they go. And as long as you're standing near the ocean, you're going to experience the waves. And if you stand on the sand, the wave might not come as high, but if you are living out faith, if you are doing those things that cause you to go beyond your own human ability, then those waves they you might be in the water up to your shoulders and those waves coming over your head but here's what we all know after they hit they recede even currents you can swim out of a current so pause i don't know how many of you can swim or how many of you cannot swim if you can't swim please don't get in the ocean let's just don't do that or use you know life preservers and all of that but in the event you are ever swimming In an open body of water, you feel yourself being sucked or recognize that you're being sucked into a current. Don't try to swim out of it, try to swim away from it. So, if the current is going north to south, you don't try to swim north to get further away because the current is so strong, it's going to just suck you back. You want to go east or west. And isn't that the perfect metaphor for life? Sometimes the things that are hurting us the most. We want to just run away from. But really, if you don't ever change direction, you will eventually running right back into that thing. Or you'll realize you've been running like doing the forest gump, run forest, and you're running and you're running, and you get so tired. But when you turn around, that thing is still right there behind you. So when we stop and we face it and we realize what it is, then we can make the choice to swim away, to the side. To go around. But first, you have to recognize where it's coming from. So back to the point. Emotions are like those waves. And let me tell y'all, honey, sometimes the waves are hitting like the Atlantic Ocean after a hurricane. Oh my goodness. I'm not gonna lie to you. I know we all know it. Life, everyday life can be hard. God did not promise a life without trouble just because we believe. Mm-mm. Actually, sometimes I feel like God plays with me and allows certain situations just to help me understand clearer how faithful he is and how incapable I really am alone in my humanness. Those emotions, those feelings can change. Feelings are fickle. I can feel like I don't like a person today get to know them tomorrow and realize I was wrong. I can feel like having ice cream for breakfast, eating it and realizing that was a mistake and then changing that feeling the next time that I have it based on information and learned experience. But sometimes those feelings can be so overwhelming. And to those who are clinically depressed or who have mental health diagnosis, seek help and continue to have Whatever professional help you have access to, whether that be a therapist, a counselor, medication, whatever that is, I am not one to say, you know, abandon all those things. No. If they help and that's what's best for your mental health, do that. Find a mental health professional, talk to your doctor, make all of those things happen. As a person who studied psychology for years, who has had to deal with my own mental health and has sought help. I see the difference. I see the difference. The past week of my life, like literally this week of my life, y'all, if I could if I could show you like rewound footage, you would probably stare eyes wide, mouth wide open. Because I know that's how I looked. And that's how a few of the people closest to me looked. Every time something else happened this week. And I'm not saying it was like, oh, there's this one. Oh, no. I conquered a huge milestone for myself and felt so good. But the blows didn't stop coming. They didn't. But this time, instead of running from them, instead of letting that anger swell up inside of me and burn hot until I felt like I was going to explode. I felt it. I allow myself to cry. I allow myself to be angry. I allow myself to go sit into my car and scream into the jacket that I had sitting on my passenger seat. But I had to have that release. And everybody's different. Everybody's release is different. At one time, my release was alcohol. At another time, my release was sex. I'm at a point in my life now where I'm learning that my release cannot be dependent upon an external entity or factor or individual. And that's so empowering to me. So, anybody who lives near me and saw me dragging my almost 100 pound heavy bag into the garage yesterday, you already know why. (laughs) If you happen to be my neighbor and you saw me struggling, now you know why. Because how I deal with all of those feelings is physically. And the easiest thing for me to do is to go outside and to beat up a bag that can't hit me back and to release all of those things. But learning that, Took time and help and guidance from a mental health professional. Had it not been for the skills that I've learned and the amazing village of sisters that God has given me and the faith in Christ that I have held on to so deeply the past couple of years, y'all, I'd be out of here. I'm not even going to lie to you. You know what? I'd write some really nice letters, I'd mail them, and I'd be done. I know who I was, and I know what I used to think my limits were. And we've all heard it said, trouble don't last always, joy cometh in the morning. Child, you don't have to wait till tomorrow. That doesn't mean a physical rising of the sun, because the sun is coming up somewhere. That sun, to me, that morning is whatever moment we look back. Onto the Son of God. That moment that we're reminded that Christ is all we need. That's when our morning begins, in the middle, of whatever darkness we're facing. He gives us beauty for ashes. He gives us joy in our mourning. He gives us the strength to keep going one more day. My heart aches for those left behind. My heart aches for those who are ready to go. Seek the help. Say it out loud. Y'all, there's something so powerful that happens when we say it out loud, whatever it may be. Because I know for me, the enemy will use the things that I hold secret to wear me out, honey. Ooh, beat me like a bad habit. Do you hear me? But when I say it out loud, I receive that power back. When I admit to my friends the areas I have fallen, that is when I can be strengthened. That is when we can pray about it or they can speak life over me. And I'm not saying this for those who are dealing with mental health issues that require more than just human effort and will. Because while I've never experienced that, I've seen that struggle in clinical settings and I've seen it in relational and familial settings. And it's hard. But for those of you, my friends out there who join me on the couch, who are in a season that feels like it's just too much, or the season itself doesn't seem to change, even though the months on the calendar keep passing by, or no matter how hard you try, it seems like you get further and further behind on your goals. Listen to me, it's worth it. It's worth it. God tells us to try Him, to test Him. And it's hard when we ask for or we pray for something and it seems like it's not coming fast enough or he's not listening to us. He's always listening. And every tear we cry breaks his heart. And every hurt we feel is exponentially worse for him. None of us has ever looked at our children and seen them crying and laughed. None of us has ever seen our children hurt and ignored them. None of us has ever seen our children sick or weary, or heartbroken, and turned our backs. Our Father is the same, except greater. He cares for all of us simultaneously. So as so many people are peddling the message of, you know, the first month of the year and conquering your goals, friend, take care of yourself today. Remind yourself of all you have overcome. Remind yourself of all the things you've accomplished, even if it's just waking up and getting out of bed, taking a shower and putting on clothes, that is monumental. Because when you don't feel like you have the energy to do much more than a rollover in a dark room, those few things are like coming in first at a marathon. Do what you can to take care of yourself and your mental health because it starts on the inside. The Bible says, out of the abundance of the heart, a man speaks. How are you speaking to yourself? That's what's in your heart. What are you speaking about yourself or about others? That's what's in your heart. And as we work on our hearts, it helps come out of our minds. Dr. Carolyn Leaf is a Christian neuroscientist and her work about negative thoughts and how they literally take over the mind is amazing. Science backs up the truth of what we know, that life and death is in the power of the tongue. I really encourage all of you to check it out. She's got a podcast and books and she's done talks, but it's quite remarkable. And in the meantime, be gentle with yourself, friend. We all out here making it. And social media will tell us that we have to fit a certain size gene or have our house decorated and just the right things from Target. No shade to Target because, listen, that is my place of refuge outside of my home. Um, (laughs) But truly, we are told that by 40, we should be able to do certain things or have certain things. And listen, I'm coming up in a few months on my 20-year high school reunion. Just about every relationship in my life outside of my sisterhood village is going through a transition. And it sucks. I'm talking about it sucks like a Dyson vacuum fresh out the box. But here's what I know. There are so many blessings attached to the lessons of this season that I refuse to give up. The me that wanted to be done with life in years past is now thrilled to see what's on the other side because I understand. I understand that it's all coming together for a reason and that all things are gonna work together for good. And even if the reason is just so I could sit on the couch and come to you and talk to you and encourage you, then thank you, Lord, because that's enough for me. That's enough. I hope that it is an encouragement to you. And I hope that all of those who have been my Aaron and her along the way in my weakest moments, I want you to hear me say thank you again. And you all know who you are. And to those of you who need an Aaron and a her, ask God, He will deliver. Moses knew he was weak and needed help it's okay. None of us are meant to be strong. We're not buildings. We're not blocks. We're human and made to feel. And it's okay. Thank y'all for joining me on the couch. Thank you for continuing to listen. Thank you for continuing to allow me space in your life to speak my truth and open my heart to you. And I hope as we do, this becomes mutual and reciprocal because we all need each other motherhood ain't easy adulthood is not for the weak and life can be hard but it's oh so worth living and so until next time